When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, it's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener for May 14th, 2023. Mother's Day. I hope all of you get to talk to your mom, spend time with her, and tell her you love her and that she has a fantastic day. Now let's get into Vikings news over the last 24 hours, and it has been relatively slow as people digest the fact that Zadarius Smith was traded to the Cleveland Browns. Darren and I will get more into that later today at 4 o'clock Central on the Vikings First and Skull YouTube page for two old bloggers. That will be the new first theme of the day, and we'll talk about that and look at it from a whole bunch of different angles. But we weren't the only ones that looked at it. Our very own Tyler Fornes asked today if Zadarius is gone, might the Vikings bring in another free agent pass rusher, outside linebacker type that could fill his spot in the room, at least so we have the bodies? And he went through a list of who's available that the Vikings may or may not be interested in. There's plenty of people out there. They range from Leonard Floyd, who was with the Rams, Robert Quinn, who was with the Bears, Unique Ngakwe, we all know him, who was with the Raiders last season, Jadavion Clowney, who was with the Browns, Marcus Golden, who was with the Cardinals, Melvin Ingram, ex-Chargers, Justin Houston from the Ravens, Jacob Martin from the Jets, Al-Kadeen Muhammad from the Bears, Trey Flowers from the Lions, and Kyle Van Noy from the Chargers. Now, all these gentlemen have the possibility of coming in. If they do get signed, it would most likely be for a veteran minimum or low type of contract, a prove-it type of deal. But the Vikings just may do that to add a little bit of experience and to beef up that defensive end room. Now, and by defensive end, I mean outside linebacker, edge rusher. Now, will they do it or not? We don't know. We'll have to wait and find out. We have players on the team already that look to step up, like Jones and Wanham, and those guys will be playing 
for time behind Daniil Hunter and and Marcus Davenport. Only time's going to tell, but those are possible names to keep an eye out for. Also today, Kevin Fielder was talking about yesterday, he was doing ranking the Vikings opponent quarterbacks. We're getting to that time of year where news is sort of slow. Yes, we have rookie minicamp going on, but we're not hearing a whole lot out of that. And there'll be more of that coming up, I'm sure. So he went into looking at the opposing quarterbacks that we're going to play in 2023. By far, the one that outclasses everybody is Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. He is considered the best quarterback presently in the NFL, and we face him. Second comes in Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to play him, and he is a good young quarterback. We all know that in week two, we play the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is rolling into that year where he makes that ginormous step. And with how good the Eagles played last year, that could be dangerous. Then we follow by the Chargers, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has shown a lot of promise, but has had issues at Chargers. The Chargers think they have fixed it. They've got a new OC, and they think they can take Justin Herbert to that next level. Hey, there's an arms race in the AFC, and all these young guys are all part of it, and it's going to be fun to see them play, except for against us. Hopefully, Brian Flores will have solutions to all of that. Next on his list, he has... New quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a good quarterback, not a great quarterback, and we'll see how that goes. Followed by Russell Wilson of the Broncos. Now, Russell Wilson, we all saw, had a bad year last year. We're wondering if he hit that age cliff a little bit early. He was 34 last year, going to be 35 this year. It's going to be interesting to see how Sean Payton works with him and if if he rebounds and has a good season. Then comes Jimmy Garoppolo of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo, we know, is a good, capable quarterback. He has a knack for winning. That has been his story. But he's always had one problem. He tends to get hurt. And the question is, will he be healthy by the time we hit December and play the Las Vegas Raiders? We won't know until we get there. Next on his list is Jared Goff. We know we play the Jared Goff and the Lions twice this season. Question is, how good is Goff? Yes, Goff has won a Super Bowl, but it wasn't on his efforts. Goff is a good quarterback, and with what Detroit is building there, Can they actually get over the hump where they're competitive and might win the division? They haven't won the division since we were part of the NFC Central. It's been over 30 years. That's followed by Panthers' Bryce Young at number nine. Now, I don't know if Bryce Young is going to be number nine. He's a rookie quarterback. Yes, he was the number one selected. Yes, he can run a college offense. But he is a small young man, and entering the NFL, and generally rookie quarterbacks have a hard time 
adjusting. That first year is the welcome to the NFL moment as defensive coordinators throw things at them that they've never seen before. So I don't know if Bryce Young is going to be that good this season. Then comes the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields, we all know, has legs and has beaten us with it. Whether he takes that next step in the new rebuilding Bears franchise, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Hopefully, Brian Flores will shut him down as well. Then he has listed San Francisco 49ers Trey Lance. Now, the question is, is Trey Lance going to be the starting quarterback by the time we're playing San Francisco? It could be Brock Purdy if he's healthy again, or whoever. We don't know. It most likely will be Trey Lance, and there's just not enough out there to know if Trey Lance is going to be good at this level. He hasn't played that much. Now, he has plenty of upside, and we've all talked about trading for him, but it's still an unknown. He then follows up with the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. Jordan Love, we know pretty much in our hearts, he shouldn't be the next NFL Hall of Fame quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. At least we all hope not. But we didn't see anything yet in his career, and he sat the bench for most of it to say he's any good. But, you know, Green Bay will always put up a good game against Minnesota. The last time they haven't was probably back in the 80s, before Brett Favre. Then there's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has times where he's really, really good, and other times where he's not so good. And Tampa Bay is questionable. Their, a lot of their players are old and have left, so the whole team is not looking so good. Baker Mayfield has an opportunity to step up this season and cement himself as should be being a starting quarterback, or he's going to flame out. We're going to find out. Hopefully, at least for our game, the opener, he flames out. And lastly, Kevin ranked Atlanta's Falcons' Desmond Ritter as last. Desmond Ritter was drafted last year. He's rolling into his second year. And it's going to be interesting to see if he makes any great improvements. A lot of people aren't real high on him. and But we'll have to see. It doesn't really matter, though, because the Vikings have the ability to beat every last one of these quarterbacks especially on any given Sunday or Monday or Thursday or any other day of the week. We've got good coaching staff, and we've got a good offense ourselves, and hopefully with Brian Flores, a much, much improved defense. And the other big news of the day, not that it was real big news, but it was surprising, Will Raggetts had reported that ESPN's Mike Clay had ranked the Vikings' offensive line as number seven in the league. Hey, you all know I love my big round bellies, 
and the guys on the offensive line. And I understand some of the logic here. It's the same unit as before. They're going into their second year together, all working together, second year in the same offense. It's cohesive. They've constantly improved year after year after year playing together. And each individual players have. And even with Ed Ingram taking the next step, you know, getting beyond his rookie year and those welcome to the NFL moments, there should be improvement on that offensive line. But is it the seventh ranked offensive line in the NFL? I'm going to have to see that. Do I want it to be? Oh, heck yes. But let's see how good they are on the 2023 season. And hopefully they live up to that ranking or even beat it. That would be sweet. It's been an awful long time since we've had a tackle to tackle. Very, very good offensive line in Minnesota. Well, folks, that was it for the news wrap-up. Like I said, there wasn't much. But today at 4 Central on the Vikings First and Skull YouTube page, you can catch myself and Darren Campbell as your two old bloggers as we're going to discuss the trade of Zadarius Smith. We're going to also talk about analyzing the schedule Darren wants to go over that uh, a few games and tell us, you know, where's the tough parts. Most of you can come to your own conclusions and think where it is. Let's see if they match up with Darren's. Then we're going to get into some quick hitters that include talking about the corners, Lucine, and a tribute to Joe Cap. We'll follow that up on Monday with another daily opener and then a double header by Tyler Fornis. There'll be not one, but two The Real Forno shows on Monday. We want you to stay safe the rest of the weekend. Hopefully you've dodged raindrops today for the walleye opener and that you still caught some fish. Today, that you spend time and at least remember and call your mother if you still have one. Mine's in heaven. I do love her dearly. And as always, what do we say? Skull Vikings! Skull Vikings!